The late bloomers tend to have more curiosity. They tend to have more resilience. There are stories and mythology that this country has woven around black men. What if everything we've been taught is just all wrong? What's worth more than this fear right now? And that rising after failure is part of the glory of being a human being. Listen to deeply personal, insightful, and thought-provoking stories from the world's leading thinkers and doers. Listen and subscribe to The Unmistakable Creative wherever you get your podcasts. So we're here, folks, but just to warn you, I'm operating at about, well, I'll say 75, maybe 80%. I've been sick for about a week now, finally coming out from under it, but it's been a pain in the ass kind of week for being sick. So if I sound horrible, other than how I normally sound kind of horrible, That's why. And yes, folks, me being sick, that did include me being sick in Miami Beach. In fact, I spent most of the time we were in Miami Beach in my hotel room, which was a nice hotel room, but still not what I envisioned when we set off to have ourselves a a grand gay old time down in Florida. And the thing that pisses me off about it, well, maybe not that, frustrates me just a little, is that I don't normally get sick. Maybe once a year for a couple of days. But for the most part, I don't get sick. Like in the last three years. Unless I had it, and was asymptomatic, I still haven't caught the COVID. And I'm not a hysterical COVID Karen either. Wearing three masks in my car, locking myself in the basement all day alone. And when everyone around me was catching it, I managed to somehow avoid it. But I plan a a grand gay old time down in Miami Beach. And boom... Here's some sickness for you. So poor white boy Malcolm X, for the most part princess here, he was left to his own devices. Now we did get to hang out a bit each day, spend some time at the beach and pool, but for the most part, he was on his own. And folks, he was a whore. Don't tell his... Ronald McDonald blow up doll about it. But white boy Malcolm X, he was the Ronin Rubenstein on Miami Beach last week. But like an inverse Ronin, because Ronin, allegedly, supposedly, possibly, maybe, he likes to go out, get banged by half the guys in LA. But white boy Malcolm X, and there's no allegedly, supposedly, possibly, maybe, about it. That man whore went out, banged half the guys in Miami Beach. And I don't know how many of them were actually ginger. I think he brought a wig with him. 
pulled himself a, a Silence of the Lambs kind of thing. It puts the ginger wig on its head. You want me to do what? It puts the ginger wig on its head. I think I heard that once or twice. That's what happens when you get adjoining rooms. And before we jump into things, folks, first off, happy Aromantic Spectrum Awareness Week. And if you're out there rolling your eyes at this nonsense, but you're not quite sure what you're rolling your eyes over, Arrow is an umbrella term used by people who don't typically experience a desire to have romantic contact or interaction with an individual. So like a prostitute. Oops, I meant sex worker. Or white boy Malcolm X in Miami Beach. You're perfectly fine getting banged all day every day. You just don't want any romantic connection when you do so. That's being aromantic. Or being a queen. And you queens know what I'm talking about. Especially you circuit party queens going to your monkey pox infested sex parties to be the center of the gang bang. You don't want any romantic connections with anyone in the line that's forming to take you on. And you have fun with that. And lastly, happy belated Fat Tuesday. And no, Lizzo. I'm not talking about you, princess. I don't want you to threaten to eat me over a stupid fat joke. No, Fat Tuesday is where they get blindingly plastered in the middle of the week down there in drunk Cajun Disneyland, a.k.a. Nolans. So in other words, every Tuesday is Fat Tuesday down there in New Orleans, and you kids have fun with that. So let's just go ahead and jump into things, folks. And this first story is from Fox News. Brittany Mahomes, wife of Chief Star quarterback, demands apology after Super Bowl. Off-season moves last year put a lot of doubt around the Chiefs. So I guess sports prognosticators, people whose job it is to provide analysis on sports, on teams, different players, playoff chances, what have you. And if you've ever lived in a sports town like I have, like Chicago or Boston, these people are, they're as obsessed with sports as the virgin pajama boys living in their parents' basement doing all that weird crap down there, as obsessed as they are about the Marvel movies, what's going on with Thor or Iron Man or Spider-Man, but with sports, like around here in Boston. Tom Brady, who doesn't even live here anymore, much less play for the Patriots. But if he gets diarrhea after eating some bad Mexican, there are like three or four articles 
on Boston.com about Tom Brady and Mexican-induced diarrhea. That's just how the sports media is around here. And so I guess these sports prognosticators, I guess enough of them didn't see, didn't foretell the second coming of the Kansas City Chiefs to the Super Bowl, didn't foretell them actually winning the game, which they did. And so now Brittany Mahomes, she's Patrick Mahomes' trophy wife, She's come out and demanded that they apologize for doubting the team and her husband. And here's what she had to say. I think a lot of people need to apologize for what they said about this team at the beginning of the season. So them being wrong isn't enough for Princess here. She wants them all to apologize. I guess publicly, for again, doubting the team and her husband. Although I suspect it's mostly about her husband. Speaking of pain in the ass Mahomes family members, though, how's this from OutKick? Jackson Mahomes filmed stupid TikTok video during Super Bowl parade. And Jackson Mahomes is Patrick's younger brother, and apparently he's a bit of an obnoxious douchebag, piggybacking off his brother's fame and success. And like a lot of millennial Gen Z kids these days, Jackson is making it all about him. And how's this pull quote about Jackson and Brittany? Brittany Mahomes and Jackson Mahomes Seriously think they're on the team. Remember, they're not. Neither has ever recorded a single stat in an NFL game. So she's another one. It's all about her. And this may just be me, but I think as woke as I am, and folks, I am the most woke person that I know. But I think if anyone owes anyone an apology, Brittany here should apologize to black women everywhere for taking a strapping stud of a black quarterback off the market, taking him all for herself. Because if it's one thing black women hate, 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 it's some dopey blonde chick some dim-witted Barbie doll coming on in, helping herself to whatever black guy she wants. The sisters do not like that one bit. So, Brittany, I think you should apologize to all the black women out there. You couldn't find yourself some dopey white quarterback to bleed dry and torture publicly humiliate with your banality? No. You had to go steal a black guy to do that. And Patrick, bless your heart. Bless your heart six ways to Sunday with a family like the one you have. I'd ask who was dumber, your trophy wife or your loser brother. But we all know the correct answer to that one. 
all of the above. You included for enabling it as long as you have. From NPR, where Rita Thunberg does and doesn't expect to see action on climate change. Now, we've talked about media hand jobs plenty of times already. Our dear friends in the vapid gay media with their heroes and villains narrative, they have that down to a science. Don't they, Tom Daly? But I'll tell you what, this article by NPR about Greta Thunberg, that's enough for those hysterical ninnies over there at Pink News or Tau Road or Queerty. This article's enough for even them to go, damn, now that's a media hand job. And those girls would know. This still just floors me, though, that the media haven't tossed her ass to the curb just yet. Keep going back to Greta Thunberg to ask what she has to say about anything green-related. I guess, why mess with something that's not broken? They want to get a robust amount of green brainwashing in. Why not just go to the same reliable parrot that they've been using the past few years? This shrill, know-nothing high school dropout. No, I take that back. Apparently, she did finally go back, got her high school diploma. Probably just printed something out and handed it to her. You don't need to show up. Here you go. Just... Please go away. But what is this former high school dropout, dim-witted celebrity, know about the environment? Other than what she's been brainwashed with in high school. Nothing. She has nothing constructive to the conversation at all. In any room where there is a scientific debate going on about the environment, She is one of the dumbest people in there. I bet if David Hogg, if he were in the room and the green racket isn't even in his wheelhouse, but if he were there, he would have more intellectual heft than she would. And he's a complete blithering idiot. But she's a great parrot. Yapping on. Yep, 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 yep. Yapping on about whatever someone tells her is important. If you handed her a post-it note about cow farts, she'd be out at a farm protesting the cows farting. Give her one about how important it is to the supply chain that kids in third world Africa are used to help gouge the earth of whatever minerals are used in electric car batteries so rich white people in the first world so they can drive a Tesla or a Polestar or a Rivian or whatever. And she'd be out there advocating for third world child miners 
raping the earth of minerals because that's what her post-it note told her to do. And white boy Malcolm X, get this. She's got a book that just came out. No doubt a coloring book. And it's called, and how original is this title? It's called The Climate Book. Probably took her six months to come up with that one. But The Climate Book is a collection of more than 100 essays from Rita Thunberg. Scientists, historians, economists, and journalists diving into various topics, sharing the data, realities, and proposed solutions to the ongoing climate crisis. And I'm willing to bet, folks, that in a book of essays by Greta Thunberg, scientists, historians, economists, and journalists, she will have the most prominent spot in the book for her crayon essays, but will contribute nothing of substance to whatever is said in this silly brainwashing book, even whatever dopey journalist they get to write an essay, even they'll have more to contribute than Greta Thunberg could ever hope to. But the Kim Kardashian of the Green Movement, this bubble-headed dimwit parrot, she'll get center stage on this book, and wherever the next protesting adventure is, where she can sail in on her luxury yacht and show up to hog the spotlight. Because at the end of the day, selling the narrative, selling the big lie, is all that matters. And little Miss Parrot here, she'll do as good a job as any of them. late bloomers tend to have more curiosity. They tend to have more resilience. There are stories and mythology that this country has woven around black men. What if everything we've been taught is just all wrong? What's worth more than this fear right now? And that rising after failure is part of the glory of being a human being. Listen to deeply personal, insightful, and thought-provoking stories from the world's leading thinkers and doers. Listen and subscribe to The Unmistakable Creative wherever you get your podcasts. Here's another one from Fox News. Meghan Markle has been upset and overwhelmed by portrayal on South Park episode. Report. Meghan Markle and Prince Harry Ginger's portrayal on Wednesday South Park episode could have legal ramifications according to a royal expert. And yes, white boy Malcolm X, yes, I am temporarily suspending Prince Harry Ginger and his vapid social climbing wife, Meghan Markle, from our band discussion list. Just for today, although not for long. Because I do, kind of, sort of, need to discuss them as part of this story. And we just got around to watching that South Park episode 
on Monday, this past Monday. And that was hilarious. That's how a friend of mine in L.A. used to say it. Hilarious. It's as good a takedown as that, the show they did on Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck, the one where Cartman had Jennifer Lopez on his hand. I like tacos and burritos. That one, I laughed so hard I cried. That's how funny that damn thing was. And this one, basically the same damn thing. Skewered the two of them mercilessly and perfectly. So much so that the vapid social climbing wife of Prince Harry Ginger, Meghan Markle, she is, quote unquote, upset and overwhelmed by it. And she is so upset and overwhelmed by it that she, maybe possibly, still can't bring herself to watch the entire program. Just a few minutes of them making her out to be a vapid social climbing moron, that was enough for her. Poor princess. And to tell you what spoiled brats these two are, what humorless, hysterical brats these two are, they're apparently having lawyers look at this thing, trying to find an opening to sue those two guys over at South Park, sue Paramount, whoever else distributes this thing. They'll probably try to sue Kenny too. But they got their poor beleaguered lawyers on the hunt for a new payday. And those lawyers, can you imagine being the poor soul who has to explain to these two dimwits these two navel-gazing, humorless dimwits, what parody is and how it works in the U.S. I sure as hell hope they bring hand puppets to explain that one to them. Speaking of Meghan Markle, speaking of her, though, and this show, how's this from Geo News? Meghan Markle. Brand's future relies on her reaction to South Park parody, Expert. So that's probably what this is all about. What this potential legal action is all about. South Park, maybe possibly, damaging their moronic Sussex brand. Like those two just being themselves hasn't damaged that name beyond repair anyway. They're worried about a dead-on South Park episode making it even worse. Like that's even possible. That's like telling Sam Smith not to eat a donut or he'll get fat. Too late, girlfriend. The Sussex brand means vapidity. The Sussex brand means navel-gazing moron. The Sussex brand means spoiled and self-centered. The Sussex brand means loser of the family. 
And how much you want to bet, folks, that William and Kate, and they probably had Charles and Camilla over for popcorn and soda to watch this thing. But how much you want to bet that they were laughing their asses off even more than I was. That episode of South Park will probably put an extra spring in all their steps for quite some time. And if those two clowns bother to go over for the coronation, how much you want to bet they'll spend the entire trip paranoid that people are snickering about them over that episode? Which people probably will be because these two brats just got taken down a couple pegs. And if you two bother to go, even if it's not all about you, yeah, good luck with that. From Boston.com, report, state could lose out on millionaires' tax benefits if high-earning couples file separately. A study from the Massachusetts Budget and Policy Center suggests that a loophole could cost the state up to $600 million. Now, this is kind of funny. Tell you how dumb those feckless morons down on Beacon Hill are. Tell you how overly excited they got about slapping a millionaire's tax on rich people in Massachusetts. They screwed up. Left this massive loophole in their money grab so that if millionaire couples file separately in the state, their dream of raising $1.3 billion this year could drop anywhere between two and $600 million. That's how much the state would stand to lose if people exercise this little loophole, which of course they are. Who wouldn't? Not even Pocahontas, that multi-millionaire socialist. Not even she would pass that up. Not even for the virtue signaling. You think she became a multi-millionaire socialist? Parked her ass in one of the most expensive areas of the state, in Cambridge, by paying as much taxes as she could? No. They're all hypocritical frauds, in my opinion. And so now, Mass Budget, which is the Massachusetts Budget and Policy Center, they're crying, oh, that's not fair. They have to pay the tax. And so they want to force people, if they file a joint tax return at the federal level, which I guess has significant benefits, if people earn over a million dollars. But if they do that, then they also have to file their state return using the same status to force them to pay the full tax. What are they going to do when people start moving out of state? Which they're already doing. I saw some news story the other day. Forgot to pull it. But I think, and don't quote me on this, But there have been like 100,000 people who have left the state. Or should I say the net migration to Massachusetts. 
since COVID has been like negative 100,000 people. But when these millionaires start moving to Florida or even just over the border in New Hampshire, attribute their income to a state with no income tax, what are those dimwits on Beacon Hill going to do then? Are they going to go the California and New York model? Audit the hell out of them every year, year after year after year, just to torture them for leaving? Like New York did with Rush Limbaugh. Guy moved to Florida, moved his business down to Florida, and they audited him for years after just to torture him for a bit. Oh, he might be secretly working in New York. Yeah, right. And when we lived in California and we were thinking of getting a place in Vegas to defer some of our California income taxes, our tax guy, he told us, California will go through your credit card bills, go over your utility expenses, They'll give you a financial anal exam like you wouldn't believe. And calm down out there, you queens. That's not what you think it is. But that's how much of a holy crusade they go on to squeeze every dollar they can out of you. Especially if they think you're trying to get out of it. So good luck, you clowns on Beacon Hill with your silly money grab to advance racial and economic equity, which we all know means everyone equally miserable. Good luck with strangling the golden goose with your pretend California model of taxing people and making life generally unbearable. Although we're not California, which you blithering idiots are going to learn the expensive way. We'll all have fun with that. Not. And for our last story, folks, it's from Tal Road. Those girls over at Tal Road. Pink supports Grandma Madonna over misogyny claim. White Boy Malcolm X, do you know if Pink... If she has an album coming out or something, why would you know? Because you're a big old queen and a whore and the queens love pink and you queens know who you are. I actually did know a guy though. Quick story, folks. Then we'll get back to this. So when I moved back to Chicago after leaving my ex, Yes, the crystal meth addict. I met this guy. Super nice guy, by the way. But I met this guy, and we went out on a couple of dates. Nothing too serious. You get out of a 15 and a half year relationship, especially one that went to hell in a handbasket like mine did. It's not like you're looking to jump right back in again after all that. What? Rebound. Now, he wasn't a rebound. I deliberately kept him at arm's length because I didn't want to use him like that. I've been the rebound. 
So I didn't want to put anyone through that. But this guy, he loved Pink. And she came to Chicago while I was there. And he invited me to go with him. But he warned me. He told me that he cried at Pink concerts. That's how much he loved Pink. He would go to her concerts and cry. I guess like Bella Hadid. Doesn't cry every day like Bella, but cries at Pink. And of course, I was like, uh, no. I'm good. Thank you very much. Not that I wouldn't have minded seeing Pink. I was just not going to do it with some sobbing queen next to me for the entire show. It'd be worse than that Alanis Morissette concert we went to back in the 90s. A scattering of queens and 15,000 teenage girls all thinking it's one big giant sing-along. Is Alanis singing? I wouldn't know because these hysterical teenage girls won't shut the hell up. Is Pink singing? I don't know that either because this hysterical middle-aged queen won't stop crying. Same damn thing. But anyway, with this one, Pink showing solidarity with Grandma Madonna. I guess Grandma Madonna, and I don't know how I missed this one, but Grandma Madonna, after that disaster of a Grammy's appearance, she came out, blamed the photographer's lens. Yeah, right said that close-up photos taken with a long camera lens would distort anyone's face. And she also said, Once again, I am caught in the glare of ageism and misogyny that permeates the world we live in. That's right, Grandma Madonna. It'll be okay, princess. A world that refuses to celebrate women past the age of 45 and feels the need to punish her if she continues to be strong-willed, hardworking, and adventurous. Okay. Okay, shut up, baby Madonna. And Pink here agreed, stating, It's unfair, it's always unfair, and it's ageism. The attitude is no longer that person has been amazing for so long. It's all about bashing them, and I hate it. Now, I've mentioned Cher as an alternative to what Grandma Madonna has done. But I got a new one because I just got done watching, well, it's two shows, but it's kind of the same thing. There's the young Pope which has Jude Law in it as a younger Pope, Pope Pius XIII. And then the follow-up show, The New Pope, that has Jude Law and John Malkovich in it. But in The New Pope, Sharon Stone does a cameo in it. And she's early to mid-60s at this point, around the same age as Grandma Madonna. And folks, she looks incredible. 
That woman, I think, is about as sexy as she ever was from back in whenever her career was in its heyday. But she's as attractive now, being a 60-something, however old she is, as she was 20, 30 years ago. And if she's had any work done, I sure as hell can't tell. But she's as beautiful as ever and doesn't look like she's mangled her face six ways to Sunday to try to get there. Hey, Grandma Madonna, you should hire her plastic surgeon. See if they can perform any miracles on helping you unmangle that horrendous butchery you've done to yourself. So nice try, ladies. You can blame the photographer's lens. You can blame ageism and misogyny all you want, but everyone knows what's gone on here. Strip mall plastic surgery gone awry. So on that note, since I cannot top these nonsensical excuses by Pink and Grandma Madonna to blame everyone else for Grandma Madonna's mangled clown face, even if there are scores of women in their 60s and beyond who manage to age with significantly more dignity and grace. Since I cannot top that, it is time to plug pull this podcast. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us on this midweek edition of the Miller Frost Podcast. I am your host, Miller Frost, Joined, as always, by my fake black friend and man-whore, white boy Malcolm X. Have a great rest of your week, a good start to your weekend, and we'll see you back here, hopefully, in a couple of days. In the meantime, take care. Late bloomers tend to have more curiosity. They tend to have more resilience. There are stories and mythology that this country has woven around black men. What if everything we've been taught is just all wrong? What's worth more than this fear right now? And that rising after failure is part of the glory of being a human being. Listen to deeply personal, insightful, and thought-provoking stories from the world's leading thinkers and doers. Listen and subscribe to The Unmistakable Creative wherever you get your podcasts.